This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith, but come to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello and what is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Schweezy, better known as the Lords, trademark favorite podcast. How's everyone doing today? Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. As always, I am your host. I'm bloated, or you may know me as Schweezy, or as the foreplay king, whatever one works out for you. So uh, what a... What an interesting week I've had. What can I actually talk about? I started doing some substitute teaching, and now you're thinking, you know, why are you doing that? Like, I just need some more music gigs, and uh, I'm mainly just teaching four, mu like, music classes. And there's four, you know, there's four, there's four music teachers in the school district I'm working for, so, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't expect to do too much, you know? I thought maybe maybe once every once in a while, you know? Depending, you know, on uh, when people get sick, you know. Let's go full throttle. Uh, but I think I had three days last week I was substituting. Uh, yeah, so, well, so the first two days were music classes, and so those were fine. You know, I just taught music to the youth. And then I was supposed to, last Friday, I was supposed to substitute for middle school music. And then, uh, lo and behold, I got bamboozled. 
Congratulations. You played yourself. And uh, the music teacher showed up. So I ended up having to substitute for like a sixth grade class. And that is an absolute fun age to work with. And uh, yeah, so base because it's like basically they're not because they're it's in the middle school. So it's a sixth grade middle school. They're not teenagers yet, but they're, they're like in that mix of being like teenagers and still being small kids. You know, some kids hit their growth spurt and then some haven't yet. That's like when you get your first growth spurt, you know. My last growth spurt was, I think, eighth grade. And it was a time to be alive because I was taller than my classmates. And uh, that did not last long. It really didn't last long. By junior year of high school, like, that went away. That went away. So it's fun. It's a fun uh, thing. And you're, and I guess some of you are like, oh, my God, how did you so fucking survive with sixth graders? And uh, to be honest with you, I'm just, I'm just uh, the best. You know, I'm the greatest of all, you know. The greatest of all time, you know, you know what they say. Man proposes and God disposes. So, yeah, I'm like, well, I've noticed, I remember when I was in middle school, so that's, that's the real trick. And I think, and I really do think that teachers live in, like, another world from the rest of society. They don't live in the real world. I'm not saying that's necessarily, like, their fault. They're literally just doing their job, you know? But it's, like, it's crazy, like, a teacher's world is so much different from a music world. Because, like, when I sub music class, I'm like, oh, it's nice being around people who play music who aren't complete degenerates. I'm like, oh, these people, like, have, like, good lives and have a lot of things going for them. And, uh, you know, I always thought that was cool, but not everyone, you know, thinks that way, I guess. Um, But, yeah, no, like, I think... Yeah, what happens is, like, these teachers are always, like, so mean to these kids. I'm like, God damn. And, like, I remember being in middle school and teachers were just mean. And we're like, listen, I am 12 years old. You do not need to have beef. And that's the thing. If, if you're an adult, and if you're actually a teacher, this is going to be life advice for you, uh, you don't need to have beef with a 12-year-old, okay? You're, a 12-year-old is not someone you should have beef with. If you're going to be a teacher and have beef with someone, it needs to be with another teacher, Maybe even someone else in the administration, someone higher up than you who, like, really wants power and likes using power to make people miserable. Those are really the type of people, like, you know, that you should be beefing with as a teacher because the students don't need to. And, you know, most of the time, I want to tell you this, uh, if a kid's going to be mean to you, it's probably not personal about you. It's probably... They have something going on in their life. Remember who you were, 11, 12, 13, and, you know, realize where you were at in life and realize that most of these kids are probably in a similar situation, you know, to that. So you have to have, like, some, like, you have to be nice to them. And, you know, if they're acting out, being mean, most of the time it's not about you. But if you continue being a fucking dick to 12-year-olds, they're going to actually hate you and not like you. And it's not necessarily something you, you shouldn't, like, worry about it. Like, I need my kids to like me. But it's just that if they're being mean to you, there's probably something going on with them. Not necessarily... It's not necessarily you. You just don't take that shit personally. I've been substituting for three days, so I clearly know everything about being a teacher. So, like, y'all should listen to me. But I think my experience now coming into substituting as a teacher, I can say, like, 
I know how the real world works, and uh, not a lot of teachers do. Like, not a lot of teachers have had to work in, like, office jobs. They've not had to work, you know, and stuff like that. They've not had to deal with other grown-ass adults, you know. And I think kids are easy, way easier than adults because adults will just go on the attack for you for not getting what they want. Kids are used, a lot of the times they're, you know, at least older kids are used to, like, hey, I can't get everything I want all the time, you know. Uh, so they're used to that, but adults, I guess, well, I guess once you become an adult, you know, and you, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I can eat, I can just go buy a cake and make it or buy a pre-made one and eat it whenever I want to, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, you just gotta be fucking nice to kids. You, you still have to be like, you can't be a pushover, but like, you don't have to be a dick to, to 12 year olds. Like if my arch nemesis, I think would probably, I don't think I have a real life one, but for the show's sake, my uh, nemesis is Grandpa Joe, now from Willy Wonka and the Chalk Effect. That is my arch nemesis, because uh, that dude's a piece of shit. You know, why do I have to fucking wake up every morning and fucking get up and get on the computer and make music and do shit while this fucking asshole sitting on his bed all goddamn day when he can fucking work just fine, doesn't shower, he's, that bed has to fucking, you know that bed has bed bugs. Like, you know, and they're like, well, I guess we're just going to live with the bed bugs, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I just find it, I just find it odd, all, like, everyone, you know, everyone has technically, technicality, we all technically at least have four grandparents, you know, and if, and I mean, my grandparents are dead, but if all my grandparents were alive right now, and they needed specific help, I'm not going to be the one putting them all in the same bed, I'm like, I don't know, why don't you get up and fucking move a little bit, you know, like, let's try to, like, get you back on your feet, we're all drinking fucking boiling, like, turd water, or whatever, you're fucking getting water out of the toilet, because that's the only water source, I guess, um, what was I talking about teaching, yeah, so I'm pretty much the expert at teaching now, and so if you, if any teachers need help, this is gonna become a teaching podcast now, where I just talk about how teachers are assholes, you know, I don't know, like, and I guess I'm different in a sense, because I never intended to become a teacher. I guess I'm just teaching some music classes to uh, do something that involves music and, you know, not have to work some shitty job where some asshole who wants power is just being a dick to everyone because th their life sucks, you know? You know, and they make it my problem. I hate it when people make their problems my problems. Like, God damn, I was just, like, keep your fuck. I don't put my problems out there and I'll be like, I need everyone to solve my problems. No, I fucking figure that shit out. Oh, I have emotional problems. Go to fucking therapy, you know? Pay someone to help you with your goddamn problems, okay? Don't expect me to fucking figure that shit out, dude. God damn. Um, you know, well, I guess if you're a teacher, you have to help kids. That that might be a weird example. I don't even know where I'm going with this, you know? I just put, I just wrote in my notes, substitute teaching, and I'm just like, figure, and then past me is like, figure it out, stupid. Uh, so we're here. So yeah, I never really intended to become a teacher. So like the fact that I'm now kind of teaching is weird, so, you know, uh, should always just an important lesson, uh, be the change you want to see in the world, you know, uh, that was like, and that is really good, um, it, you know, I think that's really good advice, you know, be the change you want to see in the world, and, you know, and at the end of the day, you're like, oh, if you need to be, raise your voice or whatever, do it, I'm like, well, see, if the outcome's gonna be the same, like, someone's gonna be a problem, like, I don't want to get angry, I did tell them, if someone, like, 
I didn't use these words. If someone takes a shit or a piss on the floor, I will get it. That's I'm like, you're only going to see me angry if one of you takes a shit on the floor. Like, that's what I said. And uh, none of them took a shit on the floor, so that's good. Um, if I end up with little kids, uh, that might be a possibility. So I may have to uh, change my expectations. for. <laughs> but I feel like for kids at minimum 11 to 18, I think, I think it's a solid rule saying like, hey, don't take a shit on the floor, okay? We're at school, you know? I'll let you go to the bathroom. Yeah, that, that is also weird bathroom. So when you do, when I was doing music classes, some of those classes, like 40 plus kids, and you know, like, and as long as they, there's enough passes going around, I just let them go to the bathroom and shit like that. And you know, like, I don't want them, like I said, I don't want them taking the shit on the floor. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping they don't uh, take advantage of it. So, um Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Um, anyways, though, let's go check that out. I have music all over the interwebs, uh, wherever you stream music at, under Shweezy. Uh, hopefully new music coming soon. I think I have something in mind. So, uh, we're, you know, you have to, you can't just be like, I finished the song, time to release it. You know, you have to do other shit with it. So, uh... <laughs> So, so yeah, definitely go check that out. Make sure you're following, you know, doing what they say in the following and shit like that. Uh, because that will be important because that way you get notified when you ever release music. Or you can follow me on social media, at the Shweezy. Also a great, fantastical way to uh, see whatever I'm up to and see what I'm doing as well. So, uh, you know, as uh, a convicted uh, or a murderer would say. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, so yeah, don't check that out. We have a PayPal account. We have a cash app account. Uh, if you do want to support the show, um, and help us out any way you possibly can, uh, that is a great way to show your support, show your love. Remember the man you once were, but there's a ton of free shit you can do. Like if you're listening to this show right now, make sure you go checking out our, uh, YouTube page. We do post highlights. We do post, I've been posting YouTube shorts on there. Turns out you can only do like 59 seconds or else it's like, this is a real video. Treat it like a real video, YouTube. So I'm like, okay. So yeah, we have TikTok too, you know, you know, all that stuff. Uh, share that shit with all your friends and family and you know, your grandma, you know, I was just talking about how I don't want kids to take a shit on the floor send that to your grandma. That'd be, that'd be a great thing. Uh, but make sure, uh, if you're listening on an audio platform, give us a review and give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So, uh, as, as they say, I was told that, uh, well, damn Jackie, I can't control the weather. We're getting to the point where it's like people are turning on their heat too soon, but the weather hasn't dropped completely yet. And so I'm just annoyed with everything. Um. But anyways, though, let's jump into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking? Well, we're just going over last week's news right now. So, uh, so it's, uh, it's like... Here's something to think about. So, we're going to give you something to... Well, I'll give you something to think about. When you drink alcohol? Uh, all right. So, as our buddy Phil DeFranco would say, uh, here... Um, let's just jump into it. Our first article is from Bored Panda. Um, Jason Momoa tried to mess with Amber Heard on Aquaman 2 set according to a bombshell expose. It appears that the Depp v. Heard defamation lawsuit has not gone cold just yet, as new scandalous details have just emerged once more on the internet. Last month, film studios and entertainment company Warner Brothers dropped its new trailer for highly anticipated $215 million movie 
dollar movie Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, but simultaneously upsetting documents from the infamous Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial arose with Reddit forcing production to resolve yet another squabble tainting the costly movie. The Depp v. Heard lawsuit pitted the Pirates of the Caribbean actor Johnny Depp against his former wife Amber Heard over a 2018 defamatory... defamatory? Am I saying that right? You know, you just read something in your head. Uh, Op-ed she wrote for the Washington Post in which she described herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse and set a new world record for the most viewed trial with a daily average of 5.5 million Americans watching the live coverage. Fans of the Jack Sparrow Act character have had paid court fees for the release of documents from Amber Heard's therapist, uh, Dr. Don Hughes. In original notes written on legal pad, the raw writing outlined an adverse film set for Aquaman in which an allegedly drunk Jason Momoa, who plays the protagonist Aquaman, purposely put on clothes in the same style as Johnny. The therapist scribbles also described Jason pushing bosses to have Amber fired from her role as Mara in the DC movies. Uh, the note read, Jason said he wanted me fired. Jason, drunk, late on set, dressing like Johnny, has all the rinks to it. Uh, as reported by Variety Bombshell Expose, Jason's representatives declined to directly comment on the matter. However, a spokesperson for DC pushed back on Amber's characterization, saying, Jason Momoa conducted himself in a professional manner at all times on the set of Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom. An insider who was reportedly on the London set in 2021 further backed the Hawaii native. As they stated, Jason works his ass off like to have a beer once in a while like everyone but doesn't show up drunk to set and he isn't dressing like Johnny Depp he has always dressed in that bohemian style they added meanwhile as Amber has already declined to comment a source close to the actress reportedly corroborated that the notes did refer to the Aquaman 2 set and that they did echo a session from December 2021 an additional source close to the mom of one claimed that her lawyer had fought against the release of therapist notes which has been subpoenaed by Johnny's attorneys during Discovery Variety reported. Uh, you know, that is an interesting thing. Well, see, the thing is, I think I saw a picture and Jason Moa did look like Johnny Depp. So there is a little thing to it, but you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Um, and uh, another thing I think is very important to understand about uh, Jason Momoa is that, um, have you looked, I know we are very similar, but have you looked at his body? Um, I'm going to tell you all something. If you drink a lot, it's hard to lose weight. You know, some guys can figure it out. It, they just don't eat. And, uh, they, they probably aren't as big a fat asses as I am. They just gave up. You either get food or alcohol, but like if I choose alcohol, I'm still going to, I'm still going to pick food. Like, you know, but if you look like Jason Momoa, you're going to have a very hard time uh, being a drunk. Um, so you either see drunks, they're, they look like me and Burt Kreischer, or they look like uh, just skinny meth heads. They usually, yeah, I don't know. You, I don't know. I like alcohol and all, but I don't know. My body cannot. I can't bounce his back the next day as easy as I used to. You're just like, uh, you know. Uh, I think it's like, I think it's like something, it has to be like, it's a digestion issue, I think, with it. So I think I have to like, either get like, Z-biotics or some shit, you know? Uh, but yeah, so you can't be drunk and look like Jason Momoa, uh, be a drunk and look like Jason Momoa, unless like, like, I don't know, like, there's, there's things you have to do. Um, 
yeah, he does, but he does like to his daily like workout style. Like he does like factor in like a beer at the end of the day and for his like diet because I think from what I read about his actual workout stuff, this was when I was I was a fitness fitness dick in your mouth. Ha! Got he. <laughs> so um. So yeah, I read about it. He's like, Jason kind of wants to like eat what he wants, but he has to kind of work around it for like the whole workout stuff. So like, you know, it's like, he's like a peanut butter and honey sandwich or something like that. Maybe something similar to that. You know, it's like, eh, it's not the worst thing for you. You know, you know, it's not the worst thing, you know? Um, but yeah, no, but Amber, you know, as hot as she is, you, you got to like, and like I said, you've got to admit Johnny and Amber's sex life had to be great. Like that shit had to be top. It was just like, you know, I don't think I'm interested in the sex anymore. <laughs> I had to get that bad. You know, like, I don't know, man. After you shit in my bed, I don't know. I'm just, I don't think we can have sex anymore. I don't know. Someone takes a shit in your bed. Are you going to be like, let's have sex? You know, I don't know. I always get worried. If I end up at someone else's place, like I don't like sleeping fully nude because I'm always worried like, you know, you know how like you fart sometimes and like you see it in your underwear and it's like, and those are like, I don't think that's anyone's fault, but like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get fucking brown stains on a chick's bed, you know? So I always like, I always just like sneak and put on underwear, you know, you know, just be a, be a good little noodle. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, you know, do I think, what do I think of the initial close source close to the mom of one claimed? So Amber Heard has a kid. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Hmm. She is hot, though. We got to admit that. You know, she's crazy, crazy hot. You know, the crazy hot scale. We all know, like, you know, we all understand what's going on there. But I, I kind of wish this was true. Jason was just showing up to set looking like Johnny Depp, you know. Uh, but I thought, also thought, I'm just going to end it very quickly, but I thought that, you know, I mean, I thought that Jason was, like, defending Amber for the most part in, uh, like keeping her on the movie, but you know, public opinion is kind of like, Hey, yeah, I'm thinking we're going to have to, uh, cut some scenes with her, but cause it's like, well, let's not recast or we already get everything filmed. We're just going to cut, cut a couple scenes. Um, and does anyone think the Aquaman movie is going to be good? I think it was going to be fine. Like people just don't care about DC movies anymore, mainly because, uh, because we all know it's going to be reset and like none of these movies actually matter, but some of them might come back as their same character. So you never know, you know, like I liked Shazam Fury of the Gods. Uh, I liked the flash. I didn't see blue beetle. I'll wait till that gets on max. Um, but yeah, who thinks this movie's going to suck? I mean, they already given up on this movie and that's just kind of that. Cause a lot of good people work on stuff like that. Like you think like, Oh, it's just, you know, it's just Jason Momoa working on like there's, you ever look at the credits of movies? Like, I know you do, because if you watch Marvel movies, then I know you do. And you see how many people are fucking added on that thing? There's a lot of people, and a lot of people, like, work hard on that shit. So, very important, very important indeed. Um, make sure, make sure we work cool to each other. First of all, ride or die, bitch. All right, next article. This is one that got me excited. This is from IGN. 
uh, Bobby Kotick brings in James Corden to tease Guitar Hero Revival and more ahead of Xbox merger. The Microsoft's long-awaited acquisition of Activision Blizzard set to finalize in mere days. Activision CEO Bobby Kotick uh, seems to be in a reflective mood, going so far as to hint at a revival of the hit Guitar Hero franchise during a company meeting hosted by strangely late-night host James Corden. According to Windows Central, Bobby Kotick held an internal employee meeting alongside Corden, who has been a controversial figure in his own right, to discuss the past, present, and future of both Activision and the gaming industry as a whole. During this discussion, uh, the duo touched on what the next 10 years of gaming may look like, at which point Kotick strongly suggested that the beloved Guitar Hero franchise could be returning. The reemergence of Guitar Hero and other things would not be possible without the different types of resources Codex stated, and so you know just the endless possibilities for the future that are just incredibly exciting. Activision has a long history with Guitar Hero during the franchise's heyday in the mid-2000s. Activision was releasing multiple entries per year, but unlike Call of Duty, which remains popular and relevant to this day, Guitar Hero eventually faded from relevance. Uh, while this isn't necessarily confirmation that a new Guitar Hero is in active development, it nevertheless implies that Codex sees the series as something worth revisiting. Sadly, he didn't touch further, and we're not sure if or when we'll see any further suggestions of a revival. Uh, Kodak went on to comment on Microsoft's upcoming acquisition of Activision, which looks set to be completed on Friday, saying that if it's his company's magic and culture that appeals so much to Microsoft. So he also thinks that the gaming giant will provide Activision with substantial new ways to expand its franchise through ever-advancing technology. A big part of what we've that what I've seen in Microsoft is research, he said, and they do development in areas that are extraordinary, and so being able to tap into their AI and machine learning capabilities, the data analytics, new ways of thinking about graphics, I just see unlimited potential for what we do. We're uniquely situated as a company because we have the very best franchises in all of video games. Kodak says he believes strongly in Xbox head Phil Spencer's goal of reaching 2 billion worldwide gamers, citing mobile games as one of the core components of that vision. But he even expressed interest in concepts like VR and Elon Musk's Neuralink, saying you'll actually be able to interact with things on the screen where there isn't a controller. As for Guitar Hero, we'll see how things shake out after the acquisition goes through, but as of right now, the series has been dormant since 2015's Guitar Hero Live. Additionally, the servers for all games in the franchise have been shut down on PS3 and Wii, leaving Xbox 360 as the only console that still has operational multiplayer and leaderboard features. Needless to say, it's about time for us all to break out some new plastic instruments and get back to living our rock star dreams. So... Yeah, that is, you know, I never really thought about the decline of Guitar Hero and Rock Band. I was a Guitar Hero family. I feel like everyone had one. Um, so, like, my when I was really into Guitar Hero, uh, Rock Band didn't exist, which was kind of funny because I'm, I'm a Fender guitar fan in real life as an guitar, actual guitar player. And then Guitar Hero was Gibson. They had I guess they had to deal with Gibson to make all their little guitars look like Gibson. And then Rock Band got Fender, so I don't know. But uh, the, my big problem with Guitar Hero in general, which isn't anything Guitar Hero does, is the difficulty levels. Because sometimes, you know, you and your boys play Guitar Hero, but then you bring a woman around, you know, and then all of a sudden 
all your friends can hit the orange button in Guitar Hero. They can play on expert mode. They all of a sudden, all of a sudden are good at Guitar Hero once you bring a fucking woman around. So it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of disrespectful in some sense that they have that difficulty level. Um, that's just that's just some nitpicking that I have. Um, but yeah, no. Do you think? I think. I guess 2015 they tried to bring it back, and I heard that game was trash. But there are like fan made. There's like a fan made Guitar Hero, right? That you can play and uh, stuff like that. Because uh, I do see people like still playing it and stuff like that. Um, I do want to get back. I wonder if I can. I hope they bring it to, actually it's really exciting to bring it to Xbox, so that way I can get some controllers, and oh, I'm going to get back into Guitar Hero, like, you, you bet your ass I'm going to get back. I had some friends who had it, I'm like, let's, we need to do, you know, get your friends to set up a Guitar Hero party. I think this is a good idea, you know, I think I think they just have to nail the game, which, you know, I think Xbox is doing good, but, uh, yeah, no, I know a lot of people don't like the Activision merger, Blizzard merger with Xbox, uh, I guess there's another thing. I don't play Call of Duty, so I don't care. I do think, yeah, I do think it'd be interesting since it is like a AAA title is coming to like a main series, uh, becoming main series stuff in a sense, you know? Thinking about it that way, uh, you know, I think I think it has a lot of possibilities uh, on like where it can go but from third players, but uh, I think that, yeah, I think since it was like a AAA, AAA studios and you know, stuff like that, I do think they should allow put it on all consoles and then just make the Xbox one cheaper than the other ones, you know. And I know people are going to complain about that, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, you know, Xbox owns it, so you know, it's nice enough that they are they're going to like put it on other systems. So that's already nice enough, even if you do have to pay more to like play it on like your Switch or whatever the next Switch comes out or like your PS5 and stuff like that. So. I think all that stuff's interesting, but I don't know. I want to hear from you guys. Do you think that the Guitar Hero comeback is going to be worthwhile for all of us, or do you think it'll flop? Or do you think it'll flop again, you know? you think they'll play themselves? Congratulations. You played yourself. Or do you think they'll get a hole-in-one? That's my hole. That's where it spits. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's good. All right, time for our last article we have here, and needless to say, it's another segment we like to call... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Where we go over whatever the fuck Garth Brooks is doing, because he is the weirdest man on the planet. Second place is uh, Mick Jagger. Uh, We're coming for you, dude. (laughs) You just don't post as much as G. So anyways, uh, this is from Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C. It sounds like Audacity, but it's Audacity. Uh, Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places Bar and Honky Tonk reveal grand opening plans. Garth Brooks is several steps closer to opening his three-story Honky Tonk Bar on Nashville's famed Lower Broadway Strip. The country icon revealed this week the establishment will open on November 24th. Along with the grand opening will be a dive bar concert fans will be only be able to win their way into much like the process he used for his dive bar tour a few years back to win tickets fans will need to listen to garth's big 615 channel on tune in radio find out more from him where are you all right what is it is this okay so this is garth okay we feel very lucky to have the chance to be part of lower broad no one calls it Lower Broad, dude, which is arguably the hottest spot 
in the country. No, it's not. Brooks told Nashville News 2 upon the announcement of his bar, the goal is a classic honky-tonk that welcomes all and encourages love and kindness while playing the greatest music in the world in the home of country music. Rumors of Garth opening his bar started to swirl in March 2022 when National Business Journal reported Garth was eyeing a honky-tonk at 411 Broadway, while a number of public records also pointed to the involvement of Brooks' camp. Uh, the dive bar concept isn't a new one for Brooks, who has formally commented on the idea of owning his own bar in Nashville, saying, It made sense. It makes sense. It can't come soon enough for me. He said in a press conference in 2021, it would be an honor if I ever got to do it. I know exactly the way I want it to be because I live in the dive bars. Uh, Brooks finally got his chance and will yet be yet another country artist to have a place in Music City's Nashville's Broadway trip. Is currently home to many honky-tonk bars owned by artists including Florida Georgia Line, Derek Bentley, Miranda Lambert, Luke Bryan, Blake Shelton, John Rich, Jason Aldean, and Kid Rock. So, um, yeah... Uh, I know we're all thinking, um, yeah, we're going to hear about people planning a silly little trip to Nashville, you know, bachelorette party, like, let's go to Garth's bar. Garth's bar looks like a lot of fun. And so you go to Garth's bar and then a friend goes missing and you never see him again. You call the police, but you notice that Garth has his own little police station built up in downtown Nashville. We have reported that here, that he's working with police, and so... Do you think that the police are going to look into it? No, because honestly, and honestly, the times I've had to Uber downtown Nashville, those cops down there, I don't know what's up their ass, but they have the, sh- but they know they have like the, the shittiest fucking job a police officer can get, and so they're just extra big assholes. They're kind of like middle school teachers. They're just like extra big assholes. And the weird thing is, they live in the real world, and they just like power and and shit like that. So, a lot of people are going to start going missing in Nashville. And honestly, it's kind of a good plot, like. You go on a trip somewhere, and you never come back, and you just kind of don't know what happened to them because they're in a new area. Maybe they got lost. You never know. So it's just going to be people go missing at friends in low places because the low places is going to be your body buried six feet underground. So hold me now. I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking maybe six feet Ain't so far down. I want Scott Stapp to open a bar in uh, downtown Nashville. That shit, that's just just a just I don't know like a Creed themed bar. So let's go there. Let's make out. They just have the greatest hits album on loop. You know that's all they need. They have that on loop. Live bands, just Creed cover bands. You know, they just have new people coming up every night. You know and shit like that. You know, I do want Scott Stapp to have his own bar. Scott Stapp, if you're listening to this, I know you're listening to this podcast, but uh, please, please, for the love of God, open a bar, you know, because this is America. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, 
FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements, it's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level, or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nihilist or your, your Nihilist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, feel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly, directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, uh, I found this article on BuzzFeed, and I thought, hey, I should probably talk about it a little bit. Um, I, but it, it tickled my fancy, so, you know, as someone better than me once said. Let's just jump into it. And there we go. It's not our second take, trying to get the sound drops to work. We can do sound drops with, uh, with uh, yeah, the, uh, the iPad now, too. I'm happy. I'm happy about that. The, this, the world of having a dedicated device for things as I put away something that doesn't need to be on the table. Um, all right, let's... Um, let's just jump into it. Going to the movies used to be simple and spontaneous. Older adults share little but meaningful things that modern technology has made obsolete, and it's pretty poignant. I love it when they end it. And... 
pretty poignant. I love it when they end it on shit like that. Um, uh, blah, 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 through, though, it's true that modern technology has made life easier in many ways. There's no denying the special experience that, you know, having not so advanced gadgets and gizmos. Uh, yeah, so BuzzFeed asked Reddit, you know, or it's probably Reddit or someone, someone who knows Reddit, uh, can get into. Uh, so, uh, we can, we can probably just begin. Um, all right. So going to the movies, I mean, we have some really nice theaters and amenities to nowadays, but younger folks don't know how simple and spontaneous it used to be, uh, to find out what was playing at the at what times we either had to read the newspaper, call the theater, or just show up to the theater. Um, yeah, I remember, yeah, before the internet, you just, my, my mom, and I think up until pretty recently, uh, she just looked at movie times through, like, the newspaper or something like that. Uh, luckily, like, in the small town from, uh, the movie theater is, uh, at least has a website, uh, has it been updated? Not in looks, but uh, they update the show times. And, you know, honestly, do you need, like, a fancy graphic design just to see movie times? Like, no. I mean, this is a theater you cannot buy tickets, like, online at. So it's like, I just need to look at the times, you know? So you just Google the theater and then uh, go, go fucking uh, full throttle. Let's go full throttle. Uh, and, yeah, I know. So, but, but it never really seemed to be spontaneous. I guess I'm not from the spontaneous, like, look at it. I remember one time I was, I went to, like, a theater, and, like, I, I was already kind of late for the movie. Like, it was, previews were starting and stuff like that. This guy's just in line. So, hey, what movies are good? I'm like, shut the fuck up. You didn't know what movie you're goddamn going to. Goddamn, it's 11 a.m. I'm trying to watch a movie on my day off. You know? Shit like that. Um, so, yeah, no, yeah, it did used to be pretty, pretty cool and spontaneous and stuff like that. I miss people not expecting you to be available all the time. I kind of feel bad for the younger folks because now that almost everyone has a smartphone, people expect you to be available at all times, whenever and wherever. This is something that is, yeah, very, yeah, definitely very true. Like, you, some places, some people expect you to be available at all times. I'm going to be honest with you. You don't have to do this. Now, if you're working a job and this is, like, your dream career or whatever, you know, obviously, like, um, and if that job expects you to have, like, just, like, hey, have your phone on you, we might call you, we may, may need you or something like that, you know, I may need you, you know, something like that. Sometimes, you know, it's just, I think there's one thing, something with that, understanding, you know, a job that you're signing up for, you know, like, you know, if you're just working some jobs, you know, if they're, like, calling you all the time or whatever, you know, it's like, you can ignore calls. Like, I know some people, like, you know, they they work, uh, I guess they have jobs where, like, people call out and then you you could get called in. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not necessarily against that, but, you know, the employer has to understand that, like, hey, uh, this is my day off. It does not mean that I am available, you know, f- full time. If, if you had a problem with that, you should have planned better. People, like, I don't know, like, you know, at retail jobs, like, they just have the fucking, they, they're just complete goddamn dumbasses. They, they don't realize, like, oh, if someone asks for the day off and I deny it, and then they, and then I'm like, I can't believe they didn't show up. I'm so surprised. I'm like, yeah, they had goddamn plans, okay? 
Like that's where they ask for the day off, you know. Uh, unless it's like, unless it's like, some, you know, if it's if you get paid for days off, I understand that. But like, if you don't get paid for days off, you know, like, you don't have to show up. Like, what are they gonna do? Not pay you? Like, they're already not gonna pay you. You know, you're not being paid. And I do think it's actually could be a legal issue if uh, I do think it's legal if like your job requires you to be on call, then you need to be paid for that time too. So. Uh, unless they, unless your salary, if you're hourly and they expect you to do that, they have to pay you to like, you know, sit on your ass and, you know, have your phone ready and available. But yeah, no, if, it, if you don't have anything that actually does require you, like, yeah, set up those boundaries. Like, you know, if, you know, someone texts me, um, you know, it's something important. Like I, I try to get back to them quickly, but I'm going to get back to them on my own time. I think that's more important to me. You know, I'm going to get on my own time. You're like, you know. But, like, you know, if you're at work, I don't know. You know, there's there's a good balance to this, and I just think it's important to really understand uh, the balance of, you know, of everything and stuff like that. So uh, just make sure that you set up some boundaries and, you know, like if your boss decides to email you, you know, at 10 p.m., guess what? And you don't want to answer that call at 10 p.m., you don't have to answer it. If they text you like, hey, we're low on staff, can you come in? You can just ignore them, you know, just do that, you know. It's not always nice, but it's. An, I think it's important for your own sanity. When I was six years old, I used to put my doll in my stroller and take them for a walk around the block by myself. Without an adult, this was in the 90s. Nowadays, kids can't go off on their own like that. Um, yeah, and I think for a very good reason <laughs> or like that. I don't know. Like, sometimes you live in, like, a small enough neighborhood, community, et cetera, et cetera, that... Yeah, our kids can just walk out or they're they live in the country or whatever. Like they can just walk out willy nilly and do whatever they want. You just don't have to worry about it. But yeah, yeah, our parents shouldn't have done that. Our, yeah, that wasn't the best idea. Our parents, I, me and my friends would like, I lived in a town of like a thousand people when I was younger. And so like, I just remember uh, like we would, just, I would just like, hey, I'm going to go out, you know, I'm going to go hang out with some friends. And then you go out and then you just go on these adventures and shit like that. Like, I don't know if kids can necessarily do that maybe maybe in like a town of a thousand people but not everywhere that's not a good idea everywhere you know like on a dry day you go adventure the sewers and stuff like that you can't i don't know i don't think you're gonna be able to do that nowadays so yeah um i, I thought this was gonna be about like the doll and the stroller because i had a thought where it's like i feel like there's a lot of things that like what toys we play with as kids uh can affect a lot of are, you know, your adult life. Cause I feel like there's a lot of women who are like, who are really just had like play with dolls, you know, and Barbies and stuff like shut down their throat. And like, I think it affected their adult personality. Whereas, you know, like boy, boy it's probably, it's more of like a girl thing where it's the problem where, like boys were like play with lightsabers, Legos and stuff like that. And then you find out when we're adults, like we like to do that too, you know? So I do think there is something to like what toys you have your kids play with really can't affect how they grow up that's why some women are fucking boring you're like i i really need to start a family i need to start a family because like they've been like raised their whole life to like you know start practicing motherhood when you're like a year old and you like that so i don't know pros and cons of that just let kids enjoy whatever toy they want to play with uh flip phones were so satisfying to slam shut after a particularly frustrating and infuriating phone call the snap of metal against metal was delicious and cathartic oh yeah dude there, there is something, yeah, I was like, I, I'm glad they didn't say flip phones, because flip phones really did kind of suck, uh, but, like, some parts of it were pretty cool, like, 
you know, when they folded, like, you didn't necessarily have to worry about cracking your screen all the time and stuff like that. You know, they're making smartphones that are foldable, but honestly, like, those have, like, this weird thing in this, you know, like, where the crease is. It always just affects it, and then, like, as a touchscreen device, it's just not that good. So, you know, I really, I really do think, and this sounds like I'm, I'm an Apple shill, but, like, until Apple releases it, because Apple, because, like, Android products, they'll just release it once they know, like, like, hey, this new thing is coming out. We're just going to throw it on the phone. But Apple will do the same thing, but wait until they get it right, and then they do it. Because I remember when the thumbprint scanner thing first came out on, like, the iPhones, and I was expecting, like, no, oh, this is going to be a kind of a pain in the ass. And no, it was very seamless, you know, for the most part, minus if you have, like, water on your finger or whatever. Uh, besides that, yeah, it's like a regular story. But yeah, you don't get that satisfaction just fucking slamming the phone on people anymore. You're just, like, pressing a fucking button that dramatic effect. Yeah, the dramatic effect was awesome. Yeah. I remember, like, you know, now I'm substituting kids. It's like, I remember when I was their age, the phone I wanted was the Motorola Razor, that thing. I thought it was the coolest thing because it was like, it's like a, they're at the age where it's like, some kids have phones, some kids don't have phones, and it's kind of a weird thing. Most, by the time I was in eighth grade, I think most kids had a flip phone for the most part. Some kids didn't, but, you know, it, I didn't pick on them for not having a phone or whatever. I mean, I always got, like, the... They used to have, like, penny phones where if you sign up for, like, a two-year contract, you get a phone for, like, a penny or something like that. That's the phone I got. So I remember, like, the iPhone was, like... Or I guess my Samsung... Well, no. I had the Samsung Galaxy S, the first one, and that was ass. And then I remember getting an iPhone. It was, like, the first time I had, like, a phone that was just a good quality phone. And it was, like, just a nice... Just a nice experience, you know? good camera, battery life's pretty good until, like, two years later and when it doesn't. Uh, and all, you know, just so much stuff, you know. Uh, number five, I kind of miss entertainment being more rare. You'd maybe see a movie or TV show once or twice, and that's what made it so fun to watch. Even with shows that had a specific time slot, you'd actually have to tune in instead of just getting to watch whatever, whenever. It made things seem more special, and I appreciated that. Um... Yeah, uh, the the thrill, like, I really do think, and I think streaming is figuring it out to get it this way, but there is something to, like, oh, this show airs on Thursday nights, and so, you know, when it's, like, a popular show and stuff like that, uh, everyone, you know, for the most part, like, everyone's gonna watch it that night, and then the next day, you go to work or you go to school, you commute with your friends, you know, and you talk about it and stuff like that. There is fun to that. And that's why I really do like, you know, Disney Plus, they're doing, they did Ahsoka week by week. And then they do, now they're doing Loki. And they started doing it, like Ahsoka was like two o'clock and then 8 p.m. Central time. And so I think 7 p.m. Eastern and then, you know, wherever your time frame is. But uh, I think that's really cool. Like I can like, you know, I can do all my stuff in the day. Cause I like to just work hard than play hard. So I like work and then I come and then once I'm done, you know, take an edible, watch some TV and you know, that's like, you know, that's how you are relaxed and then doze off. And so, uh, I really do like that. And I think we're getting back there, but, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works. I think, I think the evening premieres are working, but like then again, like it's only really cool in the U S you know, and then in California still, it's like, 10 p.m. when it airs, so, like, I don't know. That is weird, California. Why is it? Because, like, they kind of set everything up for either California or New York, you know? Or maybe it's maybe it's an earlier time in that 
time. I don't know. Because sometimes you can get games early if you have, like, an Australia digital account or whatever. Like, you know, I know the Switch, you can do that. Like, I know a lot of streamers, they'll, you know, if, like, a new Switch game comes out, they have an Australian eShop account, and so they buy the game in Australia when it comes out early and move forward from there. So, yeah. Um... I remember coming home from school and hearing my dad blasting music from halfway up the street. Those heavy and bulky stereos from back in the day were no joke. The sound quality was absolutely incredible, and often it would be used for communal listening. There was something so special about having to lug around a giant boombox. Um, now, you know, um... feel like a woman, a real woman. I do think there is something special to, like, a... Especially a physical musical medium, um... You know, boomboxes, you know, cassettes, and then CDs, and then now no one, everyone just uses, like, a like a Bluetooth speaker now. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you know, sound quality, like, I think we still can get that today on, like, a Bluetooth speaker, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the physics, you know, the how giant it was and stuff like that, you know. We have it and don't have it. It's different. I don't know. The boombox era is pretty cool, you know. It's cool and stuff like that. Uh, what was it? No. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Um, what's next here? Uh, number seven. As someone who was bullied terribly in high school, I find that modern technology erased the knowing that it was over at the end of the day. When I left school, I left the bullies there too. Now with kids on their phones every second of the day, it never stopped. You don't get to leave the bullies at school. They follow you home and bombard you online. I don't think I would have survived high school if I couldn't get away from those kids. Yeah, but... I mean, true, they could get you online, but, you know, most apps allow you to block people, and then, like, the only way they can get back to you, really, if they're gonna, if it's becoming a problem, is they have to create a whole-ass new account and do that. And if someone's doing that, uh, they they probably want to fuck you, dude. If, like, when people are that mad, they, they probably want to fuck. If someone's bullying you that much, like, that dude has gay thoughts, and then you have to... And that dude's, like, gay thoughts, and he has gay thoughts about you. And so he thinks, like, well, maybe they won't know I'm gay if I just pick on the guy and then have a crush on that'll work. Uh, but anyways, though, um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty easy, but, like, yeah, if you want to, you don't know how to block people or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, it could be a little difficult, but, uh, yeah. Or you could just not be on social media, but I guess as a kid, like, everyone's on. Like, kids don't even use yeah, kids don't use Facebook, and, you know, I use Facebook because I love watching people overshare. Like, it's not even, like, friends of mine. It's just people I ran into once in my life or something like that, you know, who just overshare on Facebook. And, like, I love, like, just seeing how this all plays out. You know, it's just, it's like, drama is fun when you're not involved with it, you know? And that's the rule. Um, number eight... Cars used to be smaller and slower. It seemed like walking, cycling, and crossing the street was a lot safer back in the day, and you didn't have to be so vigilant. Um, I guess I don't know. I can't agree with that. Maybe just, I think that's more of a perspective thing, probably. Um, unless you're talking, I don't know how old you are, so you could be pretty fucking old. Uh, but I don't know, even cars in my day, my parents were like, be careful when you cross the street, you know, like, you know, like, you're like, we don't want you to die. We'll get in trouble. So crossing the street every day when you're walking down the street. You bet I'm... You bet I'm coming up in May. Um, 
paper maps. Don't get me wrong. I love GPS when I'm on the one driving, but I always did think it was so fun and whimsical as a passenger being able to follow the route on a paper map while on a road trip. You can still do that. Like, they still make paper maps. It's just a waste of money and space. Uh, and if you have a phone, you can follow along, too. Like, it's not it's not rocket science to figure that out. Um, but, yeah, no, I've, I think when I started driving, um, it was MapQuest. Like, you just printed out MapQuest directions, and I don't miss that at all. Like, that, I'm, I'm fine with that. You have, like, three pages just to leave your driveway, and then... You know, it's it's weird stuff like that. You're like, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't miss. I don't miss that. I like I like the digital. Vibes. I, I'd rather even. I'd take a if I couldn't use my phone, I would still like to have like a you know an actual GPS uh, to use, which I think my mom has one now. She got like a car with like Apple CarPlay, so she, I'm like, you don't need the GPS anymore. So I don't know if I should sell it or keep it. I need to get. I want to get one of those. Like you, you can get one of those Apple CarPlays that you just like. A suction cup to your car or whatever. That's one I need to get. All right. Number 10. Grew up in Michigan, so we had snow days often. In the morning before school, I'd sit right by the TV bundled up in blankets waiting to see if school was closed. God, that feeling was the best. Nowadays, notices are sent through emails. Um, I know there was like a whimsy about it as a kid, but, you know... Like, I don't know. It was a different feeling, but like if I was a kid nowadays, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather just get like an email... I'd rather just, yeah, I'd rather just deal with the email. I'd rather, that's all I have to deal with for the most part. Like, the email or the text is fine with me. Um, but, yeah, no, I remember, like, you'd have to wait. I'd have to wake up. So you had to wake up, like, 6 o'clock for school because some fucking reason we had to have school at the crack of dawn. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, or you have to wait and see, look on the news and, like, just see, see if your school scrolling by and shit like that, so, like, yeah, it was, it was exciting then, but, like, at the same time, if you know the night before you're gonna cancel school, it's just nice, I don't know, I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna attempt to wake up on time for anything like this, you know? Uh, going to Disneyland on a whim, back then, you just show up whenever go get to the ticket booth, buy your pass, and go in Disneyland. It wasn't super cheap, but at least the prices weren't so expensive. It felt like you had to mortgage your house. There also used to be a lot more cast members and characters walking around, and they had a lot more freedom to be interactive. Now, there are all these different passes and tiers, and you have to book in advance. Um, I guess I'm. this is one of my blind spots. I've only been to Disney World once, and I was. it was right before, it was like the summer before 9-11. And, uh, so, like, not a lot of memories as a kid, uh, dealing with, like, we traveled a lot on planes when I was a lot younger. I think it was probably cheaper for kids, maybe. That's probably what my parents did. I remember they gave us, like, I think they gave us, like, pills to deal with, like, motion sickness or whatever, and, or whatever, and we were just high, me and my brother. Um, but yeah, no, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, I heard, I see, I follow, I'm friends with some Disney adults, um, how, for Disney adults, like, they work at Disney World. And, yeah, they, they talked about, like, the fast passes, I guess, or what. There's, like, some, they digitize something, and it's, like, and it, it's kind of not as fun because you don't get to keep, I don't know, there's some memories or whatever you get to keep with it and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think the best way to get free tickets to Disney World, Disneyland, or whatever, is apparently if you work on, like, any any project that's associated with Disney, like, so say maybe ABC, ABC Family, it's, it's free for them now. Uh, 
now I think Fox may be on there, uh, FX. You know, if you work for like any, even like any just slightly owned by Disney company, like I guess they all the time they give you like a, like a free day pass to like a Disney park or whatever, which I think is is really cool and probably from a lot of people not worth it because <laughs> a lot of people are just like this is really how people like you know because you meet some people and you know I'm I'm fifty fifty on the Disney adult because it's like. They enjoy doing it, let them do it, but then at the same time, you kind of, like, don't want to hear about it, you know? It's, like, it's that weird situation. Like, they're not hurting anyone. They can do it, you know? They're, you know... I'm not gay no more. I am delivered! But uh, at the same time, you're like, this is what you look forward to, and I don't want to hear your little freakouts about, like, I don't know, they shut down the Dumbo ride or some bullshit like that, dude. Like, shut the fuck up. Um... I miss having proper storm days. Where I live, they don't even let kids stay home and do not do schoolwork during extreme storm days. The school was closed, but my kids were directed to just switch to online learning like how it was during the pandemic. I ended up just emailing the school from my phone and telling them our internet went out so the kid and I could have a real storm day. Having those were some of my favorite memories growing up, and I wanted to share that with my kiddos and have them experience the same thing. Yeah, dude, snow days are the fucking best. Like, that's the... That's the real reason why I think winter people just, I mean, people don't like winter already, but I feel like that's the reason we keep winter around is for just like days off work, days off school and stuff like that. Uh, my parents were teachers. So, uh, if you know the internet, if uh, classes were like online, like they are now, like back in my day, it was like an online class where you basically just taught yourself and you're like, everyone's cheating on these tests. Like I gotta say, if you go to college, take online classes because you wouldn't, you can just find fucking Quizlet answers online and just fucking copy paste easy. Probably don't do that for like your real classes for your major. Like I didn't do it for music classes, but uh, I did it for like physics and uh, like health. I took a health class and shit like that, you know, online and yeah. So those are, those are pretty easy. So uh, yeah, so if I had a kid, yeah, they're like, all right, you gotta get on the internet. I'm gonna be like, uh, our internet's down, whatever. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking, I don't know how some parents did that during the pandemic. I'm like, look, I, I don't know what to do with my kid. You know, like, they're an asshole. I don't know what to do. You know, shit like that. Uh, camping out to go to concert tickets was so much fun, so fun, it was almost ridiculous. We would call and order pizza from a payphone, and the pizza delivery people would drive around just waiting to be flagged down by one of the campers. Oh my gosh, yeah, so, yeah, waiting outside for shit, that was fun. I think, yeah, now, with tickets being online, it's just kind of like you have to sit on your phone and hope you can, hope the page doesn't crash by the time, like, you know, you can get to the concert or whatever, you know, to buy tickets, uh, you know, it's not as fun as it used to be, but, you know, it could be, you know, I don't know, like, was that a cool thing? Like, what if they only sold tickets in person? I remember I went and bought a ticket in person at the box office <laughs> like when everyone buys their ticket digitally, because I like to go to shows last minute, you know, I just show up, I'm like, hey, I want to buy the ticket, you're like, uh, we take cash only, I'm like, god damn it, and then I had to go to the ATM, get cash, I'm like, all right, apparently, apparently an iPad would be too much for you, I'm like, well, an iPad and fucking a little card reader thing. Apparently that's going to be too complicated for your job at the box office. I know they didn't have any control over it. I know they didn't control that. They just, like, tell you what to do. You know, they're just telling you they're someone's, someone else's policy. But whoever's in charge of them. And I'm like, you know, we could probably... iPads are pretty cheap. You can even use, like, an... If it's just for, like, 
card transactions, like, you can get an iPad pretty cheap, okay? Okay, don't be stingy, okay? Um, you know, I was like... Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And after a quick edit, analog controls in cars were awesome. I think digital in cars can be done well, but it often isn't. When my car is in reverse, I can't change the radio station or touch the AC because the entire touchscreen shows the backup camera. That's so dumb. Um, yeah, I do think that that is the problem with the touchscreen, especially like switching you, especially in just music related uh, situations. Most of the time, I think you can still mute if you need it to mute or something like that. Uh, but uh, other than that, yeah, um, not necessarily uh, the most needed, um, whatever thing. Like, yeah, nice having manual controls because someone who works in audio, yeah, sometimes, like, the digital controls can freeze up on your computer or some bullshit where, like, uh, analog something, you could just, just turn the volume knob down and shit like that. So, yeah, it does have its pros and cons, but... Uh, just make sure, I just think companies should make sure that if they're going to release a digital version that, of something that used to be analog, uh, it needs to be done. It needs to be, like, ready to go, not just early on, you know, or whatever. You know, kids, you know, what they do these days. Gen Xer here. I remember when we had to dial zero to get a phone operator on the line to help place collect calls. It used to be such a big deal back then. Yeah, I always like you know you, you don't you forget about it because I think we're we're now in a situation where like kids these days like all almost all of them grew up with a phone you know with phones like their parents had phones and smartphones and stuff like that uh, and especially in like cell phones for the most part so uh, the idea of pay phones and landlines and stuff like that is just like bizarre and you forget like you watch it like Seinfeld like the show that takes place in the nineties mostly. You watch that show and you realize how many predicaments they get in that would never happen today because, like, cell phones exist. And you're like, oh, yeah, you just text them or give them a call or whatever, you know. But, like, back then, like, you just, you know, you, you just didn't have that. You just, you know, you say, hey, let's meet here at this time. And if you don't show up, uh, you're an asshole. So, uh you know, uh, who can I, so who would be the best thing? Uh, I identify as a fucking threat. Uh, not knowing what songs were playing was actually pretty fun. I was born in the 90s, but I still taped songs off the radio for a while. If I heard a song I absolutely loved, I'd wait for the DJ to say what it was and who sung it. When the DJ didn't, I'd wait days until they played it again. I'd tape the song, then play it for my older brother so that he could tell me what it was. Fun fact, one of the songs was Take On Me. Um, I don't miss this shit at all, dude. I love knowing what songs I'm listening to, but I'm also kind of, uh, I'm, I'm the... Oh, brother, this guy stinks! I actually meant to impress. This is the type of guy you get. But I'm actually the type of guy who, I really, I kind of study music, so... I, I like knowing that shit and stuff like that, and then, you know, learning other cool nonsense stuff about people as well, you know? So I don't miss that shit at all. I do like streaming, but there was something about the iPod that was just just a whole device. And this device, all it really did was play music. And it's just, you know, it's just, you know, nice to have that. Like, you know, and I do still like it for the, I do like them for the most part. You know, you want to get off the internet. That's the best thing to do. Like have an iPod and stuff like that because I still want to listen to music. But, you know, shit like that. And, yeah. Uh, checking your answering machine when you got home, it just... 
It's just so unexpected because you didn't know whose call you missed or who it would be leaving you a message. Oh, yeah, there there was before uh, for caller ID. I remember when my parents had it. They Instead of, like, getting the phone with it, caller ID, I remember they got, like, a little box, and it was white. So, you know, obviously it gets decolored with age. And so I guess they were able to connect that to the phone to know who was calling. And I remember when I learned they had that, and you're like, oh, I guess I can't prank call my own house again, you know. Uh Sucks to suck. Um, cities used to have a lot more open space and places weren't saturated with all these franchises and other big businesses. You could just pack up all your friends in a car and drive around and you didn't have to worry about having to pay for anything to just hang out. Yeah, older you get, yeah. I remember, yeah, you're like, if you don't have, yeah, my, I remember talking with my dad. You're like, I hate living in small towns. I want to live in a city, you know, as a kid. And you're like, well, if you don't have money, you can't do anything anywhere. I'm like, okay. You know, like, why? Because we were discussing, like, why someone would want to go to college in a nice town. You know, it's like, you're not living in the town. You're just going there for school. And I'm like, no, that's not what, how life is anymore, dad. Like you live, a lot of people, you, you pretty much have to like live in the town you go to school. And that's why a lot of like, you know, I, I've lived in college towns all my life. So like, so I meet so many people who just go to school in town and stay with their parents and stuff like that. You know, it's just, uh, Something like that, because it's easy, you know? That's, you know, because you have to live in the town. You're like, I don't want to live in a new town, so, you know. Uh, but, yeah, no. Things cost money, and that makes it not, things not fun. Uh, we got two more. Uh, I recently do miss the older days sometimes. You had more time to just sit and listen to those around you, especially to older folks. Nowadays, everything moves so fast. People have short attention spans, and it's all about how productive you can be and how much money you can make. It's a fast-paced world now, and sometimes it sucks. Um, yeah, I know that, that is something I remember I took whatever, like my, like writing composition class, not the song, not the music making one, but the like one everyone takes Two, it was like taught by a philosophy teacher. And I think we just end up learning philosophy stuff the entire semester. Like we actually read the declaration of independence, uh, like Machiavelli's the prince. And so like, a lot of people was like, oh, that's very Machiavellian. Like, I'm like, oh, have you read The Prince by Machiavelli? And they're like, no. I'm like, I actually have. So <laughs> so I could, like, do that. and Because everyone thinks I'm just a fucking idiot all the time, you know? Like, you forget I went to a real school. I went to a real college, you know? And shit like that. So, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking about, like, it was more like the more technology advances, it's, like, almost like the more work we have to do. Um, it is kind of crazy. So I think... And I think it's good to understand that, like, yeah, just because technology advanced and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not one to too much talk. I use an AI as an assistant for this show. Uh, and so, like, the more tech, the more work you have to do. And so um, it's, it's a very interesting concept. So I think uh, there's an, there is an amount of work you need to do. I guess it's called quiet quitting now. But there is an amount of work that you are getting paid to do that's worth the value of the money you're getting paid to do, you know, and you should do that. And just because there is an advancement that makes your job easier doesn't mean you need to add on more shit you have to do, you know? Just, uh, you have to find that balance in life. 
And finally, our last one. Lastly, one time a younger person asked me what we used to do back in the day before we had cell phones and video games. I just told them nothing. Sometimes we just sat and did nothing. And it's true, sometimes we would walk around together. Other times we would ride our bikes. We'd find rocks to sit on and talk. And sometimes we just wandered. Back then, it was okay to be just be bored. I feel like now so many people expect to be entertained all the time. It seems like modern technology has literally changed the way we think. Um, that is true, uh, but I don't know, I, I, I guess I grew up where video games existed in my time, I think, uh, when did the SNES, I think the NES came out before I was born, but the SNES, I think when I was born, I think that was the main console, or maybe the end of the NES, one of the two, um, and so, yeah, you play video games, but a lot of times your parents just wanted you out of the house, and so they just kicked you out of the house, and uh, you're like, come back later. And, uh, yeah, that was, I think that was a good thing for me, you know, you have to go out and interact with people. I think, I think there is something good, like, nowadays, like, I can easily just be a shut-in and not talk to anyone, but, you know, it is what it is, you know? Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I think kids mostly have to do that, like, they're not allowed to be on the iPad all day, for the most part, you know, so things have to be different, so, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess they ended up, one last thing, I personally find it disheartening that teens these days will never be able to experience MySpace or 2010's Tumblr, what are the some things you sometimes find yourself missing before technology took over, let me know in the comments, okay, I'm not gonna leave a comment, um, I will say, what do I miss, uh, for the most part, um, in regards to shit like that? Um, yeah, I do miss the, uh, the communication difference. That's probably my main thing where I hate flaky people. And so like back then, if you were flaky, we just called you an asshole. Uh, nowadays it's just like, you have to like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I can't be available for you. Like 24. I'm like, I'm not asking you to be, I'm just saying like, if we made plans. I want you to stick to them. That's all I'm asking you to do. But anyways, though, everyone tell me what you think about everything. You know, life's what you make it. So let's make it rock. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle 
of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It is time for Ono oh Our Table, the part of the podcast where I answer questions from people, real life people who real life exist. So, uh, without further ado, let's just jump into it. All right. Um, my girlfriend wants to try sleeping with my dick inside her. I don't mind to try that, but I was just wondering if not, because my any trouble with hygiene or anything like that. What? Okay. Um, not a lot to unpack here. So, what are you packing, dude? I mean, for real, what are you packing? I mean, it has to be at least good enough to be like, hey, I um pretty long when I'm soft. So, oh, actually, I just learned the other day about dick sizes. So, if you're like me and you have a small soft one and then it gets bigger now there's guys who have big soft ones what i learned is that uh if it's long soft it's actually shorter hard so it's actually not that good so actually it's okay to have a little mushroom cap there bud uh but yeah so if you can do that but yeah but like the thing 
the problem is, uh, like, I feel like for most guys, like, your dick needs to be hard the whole time. And if you know anything about blue balls, which does exist, but ladies, it doesn't mean you have to fuck a guy. I'm just saying, don't, like, don't start something you don't want to finish. That's my rule. Uh, so, yeah, you'd have to be hard the entire night for the most part. And then, yeah, and even then, I saw, I don't know, I don't know if this is real, but it's a meme, so I have to assume it is, uh, about the, like, this guy's like, yeah, I fell asleep while fingering my girlfriend, his fingers woke up, like, all that wrinkly, like, you're in water a lot, you know? Uh, so, that could happen? And I don't know if I'd want that to happen to my dick, you know? And you have, like, some grandpa dick coming out, you know? Um, my biggest suggestion would probably be, hey, bud, um, I don't think you can do that. Even if it's possible for you to do that, you probably shouldn't, dude. Uh, but most likely what's probably going to happen, uh, with that is it's just going to fall out. And then I don't know how, like, are you sleeping sideways or like, are you on top of her? Like, imagine just being fucking crushed. Like, ladies, imagine just being fucking crushed every night to go to sleep. It's like, who needs a weighted blanket when I have my fat ass fucking boyfriend? Okay. You know, that's the, that's the, the, you know, this is the type of guy you get. Um, so I'm going to move on. So don't do that. Okay. Boyfriend asked for a break and I said, we should break up. My boyfriend and I dated for five months. We had a trust issue around the second month mark, but he worked hard to regain my trust. Recently, he started acting differently, changing his lock screen and not complimenting me. He mentioned feeling overwhelmed and wanting more alone time. Eventually he admitted he wanted a break to think about our relationship. I felt blindsided and we ended up breaking up. He said he wasn't ready for a long-term relationship. I blocked him on social media to move on, but now I have regrets. I wonder if I made the right decision and if things would have changed during the break. I'm considering reaching out to him eventually, but for now, I want to give him space. So, reminds me, it's, it's clearly like from the Friends episode is what we're talking about. Uh, we're like, we were on a break. And then th that is, you know, watching that episode of Friends or, you know, that, that j ongoing joke in Friends, uh, you think, okay, if a couple decides we need to go on a break, can you still fuck other people? Because, I don't know, I just, you know, at the end of the day, I just think that the whole, like, we're gonna take a break from each other um, is just kind of fucking stupid for the most part. Congratulations, you played yourself. Just mainly because, like, I don't know, like, it sounds like you're going through a rough patch, I don't know, so you either need to decide, it, it's better for you to just decide, like, hey, we need to work this out or we need to resolve these issues we have or break up. That's what you have to, that's, you know, that's every relationship. I feel like taking a break is just kind of someone's like easy out. Like, I don't want to break up with them, but I don't want to be with them right now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it feels just like you're, I don't know. Like it doesn't, I mean, am I wrong in thinking about the break this way? You know, that, like, just just break up if you don't want to be with them or don't. And, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, if you guys really do believe you need to break up and then, like, a couple months later you decide, like, I think we should get back together. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, you know, some people may not like it, and depending on 
each of your personalities or something to it. Like, do your friends like him? Like, if your friends are like, don't get back with him, boo, then you should probably not do that. Uh, everything else, I will say, yeah, um, for the most part, uh, with the breakup, I just feel like block, yeah, I don't know, like, just break up, dude. Like, it's clearly not going to work out. And I don't know. And even in most of the couple friends I have who a lot of them just, you know, say, like, breaking up or getting divorced is just not an option for us. Not necessarily, like, like we're just going to power through it or else or whatever. But it's just that, like, uh, we just work together so well that if we're having an argument or whatever, we're, uh, divorce is not going to be the answer to that. So, like... You know, and I've had other people say different things, you know, everything. So, yeah, I think you just just stay broken up for the most part. I think your life is going to be ten times better if you just stay broken up. Uh, what is one thing you swear people only pretend to like? Um, I'm going to have a little – this will be a little bit controversial, but I think people are faking liking Taylor Swift, especially the Eras Tour, stuff like that. I think people are faking it because, I don't know – and I really do think I don't want to blame Taylor Swift or any of their uh, team or whatever anyone working with her, but the fact that just as a musician myself and how I always how it's always going to be an ongoing struggle uh, for the most part until you get to a certain point to just like get people to come watch you play music, you know, it's like you know when you're not like Taylor, like you know, like if. Everyone who didn't really like Taylor didn't show up to that tour. It would still be pretty fucking packed, you know? Like, people are going to her concerts for not for to listen to music or anything or to watch a show. They're coming because it's, like, a popular thing to do. And, like, if you weren't at the Eras tour, what are you doing? You know? So, like that. Because I remember the Reputation. I was alive during the Reputation era, folks. I remembered when everyone hated Taylor Swift. I remember that time. Everyone, I remember it's like, Taylor hasn't posted on Instagram for over a year. It's like, and I saw all the comments like, no one gives a shit about her. No one likes her. And stuff like that. And, you know, back in her, back in that day, it's so strange how, like what, in regards to 20, like 2017s when that album came out and everyone still really hated her. And she was still doing arenas. Like, that's the thing though. She's still doing arenas to, you know, she went from that to now, if you're not at the Taylor Swift show, just just fucking end it, end it. You know, like you messed up not being there. Like it's the cool thing to do. Like being at the show means you are someone and stuff like that. Where like for me, it's just like people aren't gonna show up to my show just because like uh, it's like the cool thing to do. Like you know, they're gonna avoid coming to see me play or some shit like that because I'm like, can I get a oh yeah <laughs> and shit like that. Um, it was recently, like, I was just diddling around the guitar and, like, I was playing Jack and Diane, you know? It was like, oh, yeah, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. I'm like, very deep lyrics about it in a song that also has a line about slurping on chili dogs, which is just, ugh. Eating chili dogs. I always say, eating chili dogs at the Tasty Freeze, unless we're memeing, whatever. Um, but... Uh, every time I play that, it was like, oh, yeah, life goes on. I'm like, oh, yeah, life goes on. Every time I think about it, so stuff like that. But it's interesting stuff, like, thinking about, like, the Taylor Swift Eras tour. It's just, like, people are going to her shows, and they don't, like, 
some of people like don't even listen to her music. Some people don't even listen to music and they ha- they show up to the show because they want like the Instagram, you know, they want people to see they were there, you know. It's like I don't know, I'm like I don't blame anyone in the Taylor crew. It's just it's just crazy just as a musician thinking about that. You know, the Blink-182 recent tour, like those were the two big tours that, you know, they were having deals with Ticketmaster and shit like that, you know, having some beef. But like people who showed up to the Blink show enjoy Blink-182 music, but people who showed up to the Taylor Swift Eras tour aren't necessarily Taylor Swift fans. It's just like the cool thing to do. Like it's it's in town, everyone's going. If you don't go, you're not everyone or something like that, you know? Crazy fucking shit like that. What pop punk bands have the best guitar work? Um, if we're just talking pop punk... Just pop punk in itself, because in my mind, I, I kind of put emo and pop punk together a lot. Uh, in, in regards to pop punk, I really, you know, this is kind of a, I feel like this is somewhat of a generic answer, but I really do think Tom DeLong is just, like, s- the stuff he's written on guitar, like, insanely good. And you have to consider, like, oh, it's not that hard to play, but you also have to think about the arrangement itself, where Blink-182 is a three-piece band, uh, and sometimes like sometimes those guitar parts are hard and then or like somewhat difficult and you have to sing with it and like crazy like it's just crazy uh damn it you know all the small things that one has a cool guitar riff. it's just very good and even if some of you may think that there's some it's a somewhat minimalistic approach to uh writing the guitar it works it works really well and that's the thing that's why a lot of like three-piece bands like green day you have like such like a big sound i don't know it's just somehow just how small it is and how they've arranged the music parts all to that as well um was it dump weed that's a good you know like i'm like combining all that shit together i'm like it's just incredible guitar work and I don't know. We all thought Tom was weird for like an alien, but then he, he proved right. I'm like, so that's when like I really said, I'm like, I think Tom DeLonge is a genius, you know? It's just he has that like San Diego accent, you know? That's why no one wants to take him seriously. But like for the most part, like his guitar stuff and like, I don't know, I, like you have to think about other things about his guitar playing too. Uh, the way he, the way like he's getting custom built guitars by Fender and he got custom made guitars made by Gibson too. And the fact that he, I feel like he is somewhat of the originator of the one pickup guitar. Like, I think, I, I, I have a conspiracy theory that, it's not a conspiracy, but that Fender convinced Tom to go back to Fender with his new Starcasters just so they could re-release his Strat, Stratocaster. That's like, you know, that's out now. Um, because that's just a, such an iconic, like, that is one of the most iconic Fender guitars is Tom DeLonge's Stratocaster. It's just one pickup, and it's very hard to find a Stratocaster with a hardtail bridge. Uh, I have one, but it's, like, even, like, like, most of them that do have the hardtail bridge are, like, Squire guitars. It's hard to find a Fender Stratocaster body. Like, I even, like, scour the internet for that shit. Like, you, you, it's hard to find. So, like, there is something to Tom DeLonge. You know, and I, I think for the most part, tone is in the fingers, and my fingers have been inside your mom. Man proposes God. and God disposes. So, uh, 
Yeah. So best guitar work. I don't know. I just go with Blink-182, Tom DeLonge, you know. I don't know. I think just, you know, the way he plays guitar and how he can set up his arrangements are really, really the deciding factor on that, which is like just just for a one guitar band. Like those riffs just work. So, uh, so yeah. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, how much do women care about what your body looks like? Would any women ever go for someone who has a bunch of loose skin from weight loss? Be honest, please. Um, for the most part, I would say, um, I'm going to go with your situation and then I might broaden it up a little bit, but, uh, women, especially for you, uh, why your body has like saggy skin, loose skin from weight loss, um, uh, you should probably somewhat have a plan for skin removal. Like, even if it's like, uh, I have to be this thin for a year, so I know I'm not gaining the weight back before I get, you know, skin surgery. I've heard that. I've heard that before. Uh, so, you know, you have to, you do have to think about that. I think a woman would appreciate if you did have somewhat of a plan to get it taken care of. But in the, but in the meantime, I think that they'll be fine with, with it for the most part. I feel like if it's between men and women uh being okay with like having a lot of loose skin i think women are going to be more going to be nicer about it you know and be more willing to look past that and assuming you have better other good qualities to you uh i do think you know since it's from weight loss though i think that is also a it's also a positive like oh yeah he does have loose skin and yeah i guess he is going to have a plan to get it taken care of but like he's actually someone who has discipline enough to be able to lose weight and do stuff like that and like he's hard working and structured and i think that is a very attractive like quality in a man or what women think is an attractive quality in a man so i do think that uh for you specifically uh there are those shallow women out there but i think you're going to be able to find a woman uh, who will be more understanding about the loose skin. Uh, especially if she's like a single mom, like you're going to be, you may be just fine. Cause they have the same situation that, uh, you've gotten yourself into. So, you know, cause so maybe they can, uh, feel like a woman, a real woman. So, yeah. So I think, uh, for that case, uh, for the most part, your specific situation, I think you're fine. Uh, yeah. Like I said, like a single mom, would be a good answer because she does have, she probably at least at some point had loose skin. So, you know, not everyone's perfect. Uh, in general though, not looking at the situation, but in general, do where women really care about what your body looks like? I think there's a lot of variable, you know, there's a lot of variables, but I think a woman is more willing to look past that. Your appear like, I don't know, the way you look yourself or like your weight isn't necessarily as important of a quality to women. You know, women have do have their preferences. You know, some women like a like a thicker guy or thinner guy or whatever, or a more a guy with abs. But usually the ones who want like a really fit guy uh, are usually gym rats themselves. And so those people just belong, you know, like those people need to belong together. Like it's hard to be an outside looking in guy. Um, but yeah, so I think women are more like, how confident are you? Uh, do you have a career or do you have career goals? Are you driven? Are you confident? Are you, you know, how do you treat me? Are you nice to me or are you addict to me? Are you stubborn or, you know, stuff like that. I think there's more qualities for women in regards to your, uh, for a man's appearance, 
Uh, they'll look at other things before they go to your appearance for the most part. But also, it's not that hard to look, I mean, to look good, you know. Just learn how to dress yourself. You don't have to buy expensive clothes. You just learn how to dress yourself. Learn how to go to a good barber and learn how to talk to him about what kind of haircut you want and what's a good style for you and stuff like that, you know. Stuff like that, you know, can really help you even if you're fat or skinny or whatever, you know, just, you know, get your appearance, you know, like wear clothes and wear shoes and wear, get your hair all in a way that makes you feel good about your body. You know, I've recently learned that like, yeah, maybe I need to wear shirts that are a little bit baggier, even when I am thinner, like, and still wear them, you know, just, you know, just, I still feel comfortable, you know, wearing stuff like that. So also, also really cool stuff to something, something to think about for the most part. All right, my wife asked me to seduce her. What? My wife asked me just now to seduce her tonight. She sometimes struggles with low libido and has said sometimes she feels stuck and needs the extra help to get in the mood. Any tips to help her get in the mood? I have my usual ways, but tonight I want to make it a bit more special since she specifically asked. Okay, so your wife wants you to seduce her. Um, my suggestion would be, because I don't know if you're going to, you're going to have to pretend to be someone else to do it right. Because I don't know if you're feeling like you're the one doing it. Like if you, I don't know, like you, you can create a definitely like a think about like getting, having your own stage presence, you know, like Sweezy's my state, like Sweezy is my stage persona, but it's also pretty close to my actual, you know, human being, who I am as a person. Uh, oh, brother, this guy stinks! Actually, this is the type of guy you get. So I think that one would have been better. Uh, so yeah, I think you'd be other people. I think uh, I think you just need to make a make a night out of it. I think that's going to be your best idea, pretend you're other people. Uh, you know, like those couples who go to bars and, like, you have to, like, pick up your wife, you know, and get her to go home with you. Um, I do think, like, that's a cool idea, but I feel like a lot of couples want, like, if she's a guy, she's a girl, like, she'll let other guys hit on him, and then he comes along and wins her over, you know, and stuff like that. Don't do, I don't think doing that is cool, because, like, there's a lot, some lonely guys just trying to feel the comfort of someone else, so don't lead him on and shit like that. Don't do that, but, like, yeah, you could be at a bar, and then he comes over, and then he can be, like, trying to pick you up, like, pretend that you're strangers and you're trying to pick each other up, you know? I think that's a cool idea. Maybe set it up for another thing and pretend you're on a first date again. I think that can be fun. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do, but I think the main idea is pretend you aren't yourself for the most part and then can figure out your life from there because then you figure it out from there, you know, it could be a very fun evening for everyone involved. And on to our last question, is dating harder if you don't find a long-term partner in your 20s? I don't consider myself the leftovers, but I feel a massive weight over my shoulders being single, uh, 35 male. I feel if I had just found someone in my 20s, I wouldn't be worried about it. I'll be single for the rest of my life. Some of it is probably societal BS, but when you should be married... Uh, but I'm not looking for somebody right now. It seems more mental than anything. So... Yeah, so my thoughts on this would be, 
I'm from like small rural town. So it's like, if you're not married at high school, like what the fuck are you doing? Uh, what the hell are you doing with your life? Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the oddball for a lot of people. I'm like, no, it's, I feel like, you know, and like my city, like my city friends are all like, uh, yeah, no, you're way too young to get married. Like twenties is way too young to get married. Uh, so, and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I would want to get married in my thirties. I like, I kind of like, feel like I'm smarter now and I know like good, better qualities in a partner than before. Uh, but you do have a lot of pros for you. If you are worried about this, um, you got two things going for you. One, uh, women are more attracted to older men. So getting older, uh, you only get better with age. As women decrease in value over age, men increase in value. That sounds very incel-like, but, I mean, it's pretty true, you know. You know, I mean, MILFs exist, you know. But, like, you can still be hot forever, you know. You just gotta moisturize and shit like that. You can still be hot, but, like, I don't know, men aren't as into someone older than them, usually. Uh, so you have that going for you. Second is you're always gonna have the ability to have kids, assuming you have your sperm's good. So, like, you're always going to have that ability. So women think about it differently in that sense because at some point they're not going to be able to make babies anymore. But for a man, you're always going to be able to get that going for you. So women women have to think about it in a different way because, you know, it's like, oh, I want to be in my career, but this is, like, primetime baby-making age, you know, and, like, I don't want to have a kid right now. So you have to think, like, maybe I get my eggs frozen or stuff like that. I don't know too much about that. But, like, you know, women have to think about that. Men don't. So you're lucky as a man that you do have that opportunity to be able to just, you know, uh, for the most part, like, I'm not worried about having kids right now. I'll get married when I meet the right person. Uh, if, if it happens in 15 or 20 years, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, you know, uh, do what feels right to you and don't just marry someone because you're scared of being lonely. That's a, that's a very sad way to live life and uh, stuff like that. So, uh, and if uh, ladies want you for your money, tell them. Be gone, all right, and with that being said, we're ending today's episode of Cancel Sweezy with that. So thank you so much for listening to the episode. Follow me on social media at the Sweezy. Listen to my music under Sweezy wherever you stream music at. We do have Cash App and PayPal, great ways to support us in every way you can. Uh, don't forget all the free shit you can do, especially if you're listening to the show. Go to our YouTube page. Uh, you can see highlights. You can see shorts. You can see the actual video of it. So if you just want to, like, throw me up on your TV – Go ahead and do that. But if you are listening because you're driving and shit like that, give us a review and uh, give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. Any, any, all of it, all of that stuff really does matter. So, as as uh, you know, as this is the type of guy you get, hunk. If you love butt drugs, stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. 
Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.